Hello everybody and welcome to VR Souls, the two weekly podcast which comes out every two weeks obviously, uh, featuring myself, Dr. Oculus, my good friend here, Bol. Hello, I'm happy to be your friend. And of course you are on the VR Realms channel so you should all be very familiar with Paul. No. No, everybody, nobody knows who you are. No, I'm an enigma. <laughs> an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a puzzle or whatever people say. I don't know. So, uh, yes, as you can tell from the massive gaping hole above me, unfortunately, our fearless leader, Buck, isn't here this week. Um, he is currently under the weather. He is fine. It's nothing too seriously. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but we do want to say a massive thank you to the community that have reached out and given him a lot of well wishes it means a lot to him i know and you know it's just good to see people reaching out so thank you everybody for that one and so how is everybody doing how are you doing this week paul i'm doing okay i'm just getting warnings on on the stream here saying it's buffering but okay everything's quite okay all is fine you're yes. you're doing well then i'm doing okay yeah can't complain Fantastic. And Ball, you are sat there grinning like a Cheshire cat, my friend. How are you? Oh, I'm just... Net networking has been an issue lately, so I'm not surprised we get buffering and stuff. Uh, for me, today is not that special, but kind of special because it's now exactly seven years since I got the DK1, uh, which was shipped to the office where I worked um, because delivery is daytime. So that's seven years on the day, actually. So uh, that's absolutely VR. crazy to think that VR has been going for seven years. <laughs> How far after the DK one was the DK two? It came out, I think, the year after. So it's just one year. So I'm like six years in September. Then I think, or no, late August. That's I cannot believe it's been that long that we've actually had semi-functional VR. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great in the beginning, but it was enough to uh, to give me a new interest in hobby. Oh, it was uh, enough which has to... carried on since. I Definitely, think I, I think I know what's causing the problem. I haven't changed my uh, bit rate from when I was recording, so I'm trying to. St st <laughs> I'm actually trying to pump this out. I'd like. 30,000 bit rate. Nice. 30 megahertz. Yeah, that's, that, that's only like, what, six times more than what it ever would really need to be. So that's yeah. good. Hopefully oh. everybody's enjoying the really crisp picture that's about to get really, really bad. I'm I think YouTube is transcoding, but... Um... <laughs> it's because I've just um, checked, like, went in more details on the message. It's like your current um, I think bit rate is 23,000 above what we would recommend. <laughs> Should we reboot the stream? We might have to reboot yeah. the stream, yeah. I was going to say, uh, you may have to stop the stream. Yeah, because it's just going to keep going Yeah, we, we should probably just like pause the podcast and then we'll we'll come back very briefly. Very if, briefly, if yeah. will bear with us. We'll be back in a minute. Let's just um, transition to that and then end the stream. Because hopefully, if you change it quickly, it normally connects to the same one, won't it? Yes. Hmm. I've got the stream open, so I can tell you if and when. 
We're jumping like mad over here. <laughs> Balls in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> right, put that down. Put that down to 6,000. There we go. Little um, secret bit for the audio listeners, because God be damned if we're actually chopping this bit out. Nah, well, I mean, uh, it is part of the process. Exactly. Right now, we're offline. Will this be a new stream or the same stream? Uh, uh, it should ideally should be the same one because YouTube Studio won't let you. Like, if right. you keep the stream active on YouTube Studio but stop it on OBS, you should be fine. Right, oh no, okay. it's taking me over to fucking Lionel, Lionel, Linus Tech Tips. Mm. I'm gonna refresh. Yeah, man's it's popped up. Stream is finished. Yeah. <laughs> Chad is now disabled for this live stream. Uh, okay. What's it doing? <laughs> Wait, we... YouTube, please don't do this to us. <laughs> Let's see, I'm getting messages. There is now five people watching. <laughs> the game is totally broken, noob. That's what I'm getting through my chat. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when Buck is gone. Yeah. Oh. That was yeah, my my end. Uh, so for some reason, has... anytime I click end stream on Streamlabs, it never ever changes, and it lets it keep playing. This time when I've clicked it, it's just disconnected everything. <laughs> nice. I use so, base OBS. So I don't know what kind of issues. Slobs do have. we need a new stream then? I mean, realistically, it should just be, you know, the VR realm dot, uh, slash live. But now it says we're live. Again. On Streamlabs or YouTube or both? On YouTube. Yeah, it's on the same the... link? No, it looks like the link's changed. No, it should be on the same link. So if I F5 it, I'm going to come back. I'm getting the recording of... I'm, get... I'm getting a 10-second recording of just the intro. <laughs> uh... It's processing it, isn't it? I mean, I'm just on the intro at the moment. Oh, okay, but it ends after 10 seconds. And oh. Yeah, it's the original stream is being processed, so all that's been done is like the 10 second intro, I think. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I got some some crackling from your doc. Uh, can you just restart the audio engine in voice meter? I mean, seeing as you asked me so nicely. <laughs> it's just menu and the top option. I clicked the auto reset. Nope. <laughs> Arizona Sunshine, the damn DLC. You're back. It sounds kind of the same. Crackling is always an issue with Discord <laughs> and voice meter. It's that very combo. So your recording it... will be fine, but Discord is a, being a pain in the ass. Okay, so that's the podcast for this week. Thanks, everybody, for coming by. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe it is actually now live on a different link. 
This is like, Let me check my notifications. This, this, I haven't gotten a not. I've yeah, got three. It's, it's completely different because it's got no likes on it. There's currently four viewers. Yeah. Have you actually lying? Yeah. Well, uh, there it is. Okay. 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 <laughs> Let's just um, tweet this out. Yeah, tweet the new link out. <laughs> so, for reasons today... Oh, no, there we go. How about bitrate do you pipe usually to, to YouTube? 6,000, normally. Oh, that's the same as Twitch supports. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I was doing recording, I forgot to change it back. Yeah. Because, stupidly... This um, or Streamlabs only let you set one bit rate. But you can't. You don't have multiple profiles. But no. Because I can set. I can create profiles and have different streaming settings. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've always been tempted to go back yeah. to um. Normal. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Right. That is now. That feels like a base feature. Tweeted. Right. You might as well just start the whole thing again, really, might we? Pretty we really much. Yeah. Right, I'm going to transfer over now, and I will... I'll just keep my recording going, and I'm not... Yeah. There we go. Okay, so, um, we are live again? Yep. Probably? Yes, we are. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to VR Souls, the two-weekly podcast every other Tuesday, and then following Tuesdays, we play games together. Uh, we are usually a four-man team, but unfortunately, as you can tell by the gaping hole above me, that unfortunately our fearless leader, Buck, isn't here this week. Uh, we do want to give a massive shout-out to the VR community that have been sending through the well wishes to Buck. We appreciate it, and I sure as hell know that he does as well, so thank you very much for that one. But uh, yeah, there's nothing, you know, it's not too serious, just a little bit under the weather. He will return uh, in the coming weeks. So... Uh, that's who's not here. Who is here today? Uh, to my right, left, I, this this guy here, um, Paul. How are you doing, bud? I'm good. Technically, she was out the way. We are not getting in, not getting any threatening messages anymore on YouTube. So fantastic. <laughs> it's okay. The other one didn't. <laughs> yeah, the, the other one doesn't exist. That, all is fine. It it didn't happen. Um, yes, so you have Paul of VR Realm there, and then of course to the top right hand corner of the screen, we have our resident nerd, and also <laughs> I called him a friend earlier and he acted weird, so I'm just going to call him Ball. How are you doing, Ball? calling him Nerd. Nerd. You, Nerd. Uh, nerd. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, here, everything is fine. Fine ish. Fine ish ish. I'm running out of food and I haven't been outside in three weeks. Um, You've done well. Other, yeah. Very well. Other than that, uh, today is actually on the day my the seventh. It's seven years since I got the DK one uh, delivered. Um, so I've been inside VR for seven years now, which is a really long time, especially in tech. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. In a in a big bad way, and the the, the things have come along so far since then i mean a year later you said earlier that they came out with the dk2 which was a doubling yep. resolution and also you had uh you know better tracking for that one which positional tracking and then and, and oled got... and low persistence that was the major 
technical improvements on on the DK2. Yeah, and I felt I honestly I would probably be using a DK2 today if I could have attached um, touch controllers to it. Fun story when when the so they shipped out you know free Rift CV1s to Kickstarter backers, mm -hmm. and many Kickstarter backers were enthusiasts and developers that also bought the DK2. And the difference between a CV1 and the DK2 felt marginal. Mm. It, when I got the CV1, I was almost thinking that it was redundant. Because it was basically the same tracking, just a different package. To me, it was less comfortable because it had harder foam and a more narrow face gasket. Like, this this feels like a downgrade <laughs> or a yeah. sidegrade. Like, it was... Wow, okay. Admittedly, the foam started peeling off of my DK2 towards the end, but I absolutely love that headset. It was ridiculously light on your face. It was crazy comfortable, and I I absolutely loved it. And um, yeah, yeah. It it. I don't get me wrong. I don't regret going for the CV1 in the slightest. But it was yeah. It, if I could have had touch controllers, I probably would have used it for much much longer. And I know there was. That had solutions but yeah for, yeah for someone that had both it did feel weird that it was such a small step up mm. uh, but then the dk2 had I, i've seen on the forums people still use the dk2 and it's i think it's still listed in the steam statistics over it, it mm. is listed in the steam statistics and it also has the same amount of users as a vive cosmos <laughs> that's the bit that got me i was like oh that has really got to hurt that's got to hurt vive like so badly yeah so anyway uh seven years um uh, let's see uh how far we can go with vr um, so far it's looking good you didn't get the memo vr's dead yeah you should just yes. pack up and it's yeah. been in decline since since the 90s yeah mm. Yeah, it's it's a terrible thing. Although I did see an article on Forbes today saying stop saying VR is dead. So I don't know, I'm maybe Forbes. somebody at Forbes is like listening somewhere. I honestly don't know. They're such mixed messages. Then normally they're the worst for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then I mean, I'll have to find a link and like tweet it out from the VR Souls um, Twitter account. But yeah, they, they actually said <laughs> stop saying VR is dead. I was shocked. Um, so yeah, and I'm I'm here. I'm fine. I dodgy foot as per usual. I th I was starting to feel like it was getting better, but apparently not. And um, yeah, so unfortunately, I haven't had a DK one in for seven years. I started on the DK two uh, a year or so later, but yeah, I mean there is also actually another big anniversary that we're going to get up uh, get to later on. Um, in the next couple of days as well so there's lots of things about that mm -hmm. um but what have we been doing over the last two weeks since everybody who listens to the podcast last heard from us um bol mm. been doing anything interesting you you've probably been the most active in vr at this Hello, just, just list them off i mean I guess, yeah so let's go for it there's so I've had limited time because I've been helping a different group called Rampancy.net to stream Half-Life Alex. Um, You're cheating because... on us? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but they they have been playing through the Valve games, but don't have VR. So I'm helping them showcase the only like the the last Half Life game because it's VR. So that's Wait. been happening, but. You've been playing it in VR for them, or have, they've not been playing it with the mod. No, we're co-streaming. So I'm streaming. I so far I've been streaming to Mixer, and they capture that and stream them, stream it with their commentary, basically. Okay. And I'm also we're all in mumble chatting. Um, the last stream, hope or hopefully I say, but probably is this Thursday and. Uh, then we're going to use a, new, uh, a different protocol called SRT, Secure Reliable Transfer or Transport. Yeah. Which we might use in the podcast mm -hmm. if Discord is giving us more trouble. We'll see. Um, okay. I spent an evening trying to set up a server, but I suck at Linux. So I need, I need help. Please help me. I but anyway, games. <laughs> <laughs> I did get some games in, even if I've been streaming with them. So... I played through Scanner Zomber, which is by the same team as Prison Architect. Um, okay, I did not know that. I um, I got that game a long time ago. It might have been in a Humble Bundle or something. And I shoehorned it into VR using Vorpex and really enjoyed it. It was obviously playing it with a, a pad. And then a little bit later on, looking through Steam, it popped up in my VR section. And I was like, <laughs> wait, they modded VR into this? So then I went back into it and uh, played it a little bit more again. And it's it's wait, an interesting game, that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, using a touch control this time. So I can actually point the, the scanner. Um, how, yeah, how would yeah. you describe that? Uh, the whole game is based on using a laser scanner, basically. You can see the beams shoot out from it. And you see all the, the like, tracking dots or whatever. The, 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 scan, the distances you're scanning show up as dots. Um, and that fills out... that. Otherwise, everything is black. It's completely dark. So, except for the starting point, basically. Um, and you're somehow experiencing the virtual reality or reality as it is um through these tracking dots uh, so you only see what you've been scanning nothing else which which at some points is very interesting because you're like here's a wall here's nothing and then you scan oh there's a wall there too well okay <laughs> like what seems like empty space will suddenly take shape and be something which is it was a fairly fairly unique experience yeah say. You're almost like painting the environment using the, yeah. the scanner. It, it's just sort of pinging out constantly. And then it hits something and then it leaves a color there. And you're just painting the world as you go. And it's it's not a horror game. But it still not, made me jump. Really. I think it's more thriller maybe. I don't know. But it's creepy. I'd it say. is. Did, so did you finish mm. that then? Yes, it took me apparently longer than... I saw a friend review it on Steam and like, oh yeah, I should play that. But he said it was a two-hour game. Me, It took six hours. Maybe yeah. I just explored <laughs> too much. I don't know. Um, one thing I did do uh, is because, because in VR, if you don't do special sprites, they follow your headset. 
which means they will rel spin relative to each other in the VR space. And the tracking dots in the game as a base have texture. So this is why I didn't play it in the early days, because I booted it up and I got so annoyed with that because I pay attention to that kind of stuff. <laughs> but for this playthrough, I actually downloaded some something called like the Unity Asset Browser or, or something like that. And I made a new texture for the tracking dot. I actually used a modded resource file to have completely round and uh, symmetrical tracking dots. Uh, that's what I had to do to enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe, maybe I should make a video on that. It will be 15 seconds, but that might be worth it. Hey, if it's what floats your boat, bud, you, you, you <laughs> crack on. <laughs> anyway, uh, an interesting game. Uh, it is a bit hard to uh, like say if it will play nice in your system because it depends on how you shoot the dots out. If you do a one one like tight pa like uh, pattern of dots, it will lag your system something horrid. Uh, I vaguely remember playing it on my old system and it wasn't that bad. I suppose it's your mod as well. Then that well, the it's it's just if you if you bring the scanner really close to the wall, you make a lot of dots in the same place, and, and it doesn't that like just it. murders. No, that murders performance. Right. Otherwise, it was. It was. I still can't tell if the dis the dots in the distance were being uh, like faked, uh, baked into a texture or whatever, or actual dots everywhere. Because as you progress through the game, you can see everywhere you went before. Uh, yes. And that's like, how many dots are these? There's like millions. I don't. I don't know. It's. it's if strange. it's rendering all of those dots, it would certainly, yeah, cause issues. I suppose. So, yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, as, as you progress through the game, you get different scanners, don't you? So you start off with one that does, like, a semi-concentrated beam, and then you can eventually focus that to be wider or smaller. Yeah, you, get you, you get one that fans out lines and things. It's Yeah, you get upgrades, basically. I'm not yeah. sure if you get... You're picking up scanners, but it seems like you're getting upgrades. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, it's, there, there is it's that weird. Progression. Yeah. I loved how but, when you shot the water, the dots hit the section of water that they were on and then followed as, as it flowed away and then went which, black again. It does not make sense, but it's a neat effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's basically an exploration game. Um, mm. So if you like exploration, go for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's relatively cheap too. I, I'm sure I've seen it for less than two pounds. So, oh wow, yeah. I've never, if, I've never if, even if you can get it, it, it's making me think a bit like what Blind did with the. Oh, like stick. the echolocation. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. haven't played that one yet. I think I own it. Maybe. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would be shocked if you didn't own it. I've never played it, but yeah, it's. Um, I've seen a lot of it, and it certainly looks interesting. But I've got enough to do as it is. Um, so yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed Scanner Sombra for what little I played. I need to finish it, but I've just wiped my PC, uh, lost a lot of my save games, including uh. the freaking Groundhog save game. I was so far through that, and now I, I don't even know if I'm going to go back to it on Wednesday night, because I've not but, got the save game anymore. 
you can have a fully immersive experience now because you're going to feel like you're doing it all again. It's like you're in your it, own Groundhog Day. It will be like freaking Groundhog Day, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it was. <laughs> Maybe Just I should just podcast. pile through it offline and then just, you know, <laughs> try and get back to where I was, but... Um, yeah, so I've not really played a great deal. I mean, we all did Space Team um, this time last week, which, yep, yep, yep. I, I, I mean, I don't even know if I'm qualified to talk about that because I just had way too much fun. I, d- fun. I don't... I had more fun than it like it should have been. I honestly don't know why. <laughs> I think I might have had the most trouble because it's English and some words were really weird. Um, as a non-native speaker, it was kind of troublesome, but all in all, I had a good time. Yeah, it was a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, the, the game we were playing was a, a beta version of it, so it wasn't completed. Um, we had issues, but what we played, I certainly enjoyed, and I, I would like to go back to it when it's released in a couple of days' time. Uh, yeah. It was was it the twenty first that it's full release? Well, it's early access release. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think what I'm most curious about is well, we saw some some like uh, so the game itself how it plays is that you have a panel in front of you which will get different kinds of inputs, so levers, st- sticks, buttons, uh, knobs, all of that kind of stuff, and then you have a display panel up top that gives you an instruction. And then it, that instruction is not always yours to perform. So you need, if it's not yours, you need to vocalize it and tell someone else about it. Uh, that's kind of the whole gameplay. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I think somebody said it was almost like keep talking and nobody explodes, but everybody is diffusing a bomb and yeah. also <laughs> being the instruction manual. Uh, at the same time, which is, I say, it's way more fun than it had any right to be. Uh, one, one, I of the, absolutely. one of my favorite parts was when the voice goes squeaky and hearing balls shout his instructions out. <laughs> I was, you see, that was <laughs> one reason why I, when we started having issues, uh, obviously we weren't in the same lobby, weren't in the same game, so we could have ideally done with being in Discord. But because yeah. of that function, I didn't want to be in Discord because I wanted that that feeling when you hit into a certain... You're essentially jumping through areas in space. And when you hit a certain area, it makes it sound like you're on helium or you've got, you know, like a really deep voice and stuff like that. They actually shrink your head and enlarge your head. That's what's changing the yeah. voice. I was too busy just, <laughs> you know, diffusing things and... I, I didn't even realize that people's heads changed. Um, it was just such a blast. I could have played that for many, many hours. Uh, so I, I can't wait. And the thought of getting six people involved, I'm very I'm, appealing. This is what I want to try. I want to try different amounts of people. Like, is, how does it play with three people, even two people? And obviously a full team of six people. Yeah. Does yeah. it even work? I mean, <laughs> it was fairly busy, like the shouting with four people. So I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting. And they've got, um, you know, you can play it on your phone in the same room as well. So post COVID, maybe it would be something that you could get folks around to actually play with you. Mm. 
uh, is also coming to the Oculus Quest in the near future as well. So you could literally take it to them. Uh, everybody can just download it on the phone. You can all play at the same time. So certainly something to keep an eye on. I, I'm definitely a big, big fan of Space Team. I absolutely loved it. It's I, I liked it more than the other one we played. We've done a couple of Space games now. We should probably branch out. Yeah. Fail yeah, Space. Switch Crew, Fail Space. Fail Space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so don't get me wrong. To, to expand on what happened in it, um, you also have to repair your inputs because they break. If you do the wrong input, it, it takes damage. And aliens can swarm around you that you need to shoot. You need to uh, put out you... fire on your input panels if they go then too broken. They give... Um like different instructions like everybody yeah. shut up sound your air horn everybody dance so it it gets manic i'm curious to know how they pull that off like it works perfectly for vr but what if you're on a phone do you have a how do you dance the first the first, your phone. the first time we got everyone dance it was book that got it but music just started and when he shouted, everyone dance, I thought he was just being like happy because the music started. I didn't yeah, realize yeah, it was yeah, his yeah, instructions. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> so, realize so only that one person, <laughs> Yeah, only one person gets these universal instructions. Um, as we didn't understand that from the beginning, it was like, oh, yeah, you're funny, whatever. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah, dance. I, all right. <laughs> I thought it was just being Buck. But yeah. no, no, it turns yeah, out we yeah, should have yeah. all been waving our arms or something. So, yeah, that, that certainly... Um, <laughs> didn't go too well so i played that with you guys and i also i can't remember if i talked about it on the last podcast i did a video where i basically changed brakes in wrench and then changed them on my real life car and i have to say that wrench is actually really kind of good for that i mean with something that is aimed at a very particular vehicle you could quite easily use virtual reality for um, if not training, at least to give you an idea as to what you were doing. So I sort of went to it, I looked at it, I looked and it had X amount of bolts and things, and then I took these out and then off bits came. And it pretty much translated into real life as well. There was one or two more nuts or bolts and things like that, but ultimately it was the same process. So it did give you an insight into what needed to happen. And it really really did work so i was impressed i need to get back to to wrench but it's it's one of those games that's in early access and i don't know if i just want to get the full experience yeah i mean it, it's a very nice concept to have like virtual training and then do it physically i uh, i mentioned that on your youtube video that that, that it could simply like easily become a tv show oh yeah like, definitely have have this person do virtual training and then try to do the actual thing. Uh, I mean, there's yeah, certain I... games I wouldn't try it with, like Rush. I'm not going to try and learn how to wingsuit <laughs> in VR and then throw myself off of a cliff. <laughs> and to be fair, I wouldn't throw myself off of a cliff any which way. But yeah, it's there's certain areas... I don't know, maybe you could do like a couple hours a week boxing and then take on a boxing match. That's probably not going to go too well. Um, uh, yeah. Archery. I think, I think the most useful trainings would be things where you actually have the physical tools, like sticks for an excavator. 
And if you're doing virtual boxing without any resistance and maybe even without the physical gloves, maybe that's not the best idea. <laughs> I think you'll you'll get pummeled, but I, I would watch it. Firefighters. <laughs> yeah, you could. There is actually a VR firefighter training simulation thing, isn't there? But then they send you I'm sure. real fire. I mean... I, I can go and set fire to a bin in the backyard if you like, and then play. I mean, like a house fire, fire, paper like, fire hero. They just to send you. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a house that you don't mind, I'll give it a go. I'll get a hose pipe and just try and put the house out. That's that's fine. And but it's not mine. Coming up on Doc's YouTube channel, it's the fire challenge. Look forward to it. <laughs> May I know what I'll do. I will build a dollhouse or build something out of Lego. <laughs> but then I'll only have a tiny water pistol to put it out because, you know, scale. That's that's what I need to do. I, I'll build a, build a tiny house and then put it out with a, a super soaker. We'll see how that goes. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll workshop that idea a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, other than that, I mean, I recorded a Townsman video about a week ago, but because I've reset my operating system, I don't have any of my editing software on here, and I've spent my entire life basically just getting my system in a situation where I can use it for work. Uh, everybody <laughs> is using their computers for work these days, so yep. I've just never got round to actually using it for what I intended it for, and that was to <laughs> make VR content. Um, so, yeah, I mean, The Townsman, I read a review a couple of days after I bought it, and they basically said that the game was started months ago and abandoned. But then I checked the Steam page, and they were releasing updates, but then when I played the game, I was like, I, I must have missed something, because... I can't find what they're on about on this page. So, who knows uh, what's going mm. on with uh, with that. But, yeah, that's, that's sort of where I have been. Um, Paul, so have... What do you actually do in Townsman? Uh, you, it's like a god simulator, basically. Oh. You pick people up, put them down, you know, move them all over the place and things like that, and then uh, tell them to... You farm, like trees and you get cattle and stuff right, like that right. and you're building up resources to build things to then defend against people. Is this like an old game? Like an older game? Um, it's not new. Yeah, oh, okay. it's far from new. Uh, I think it has been around for quite some time. If you look on most of the uh, the key sites you could probably pick it up like you get changed from a couple of quid. Yeah, I knew that. I, I just when you put it, I thought when you said the name, I thought I'm sure I know this one. I've never played it, I'm but I've seen people play it. Pretty confident that Ball has got it. Um, yeah, I might, but I have probably not played it. <laughs> well, I know I Which picked it up on uh, Indie Gala. Uh, yeah, I own it. I've owned it for two years and I haven't played it. Yeah, so it, it is one of those, uh, one of those things, I suppose. But it's it's fine. Um, I, I just need to see where the rest of the game is uh, to to comment on it because I don't I don't know where it is. So yeah, it's it's fine. 
Um, Paul, have you played anything over <laughs> the course of the last two weeks that you can actually talk about? I've played... Um, no. I, well, I, went in, I went in and I played... <laughs> Pixel Ripped on the, the quest build. Oh, yeah. Just, just to see what the difference How does were. it compare? Because, I mean, when I only played it on the quest... And it was absolutely astounding to me. I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's, it played just as well as it on PC. Um, I stuck, took, like, stood back from the Quest version because I heard there was a few issues. They patched it out pretty quickly. Of like the tracking sometimes not being six degrees of freedom, and then. And Admittedly, then I it's one of those games that I've saved for the Wednesday night stream that yeah. I want to complete so i've only played the first section so yeah the, the i've, I've patch, not come across any of these issues the pa- apparently they patch it out quick enough um but then obviously because i've been doing other stuff i thought i need to at least go into something and i sat there yeah i basically just wanted to make a video for the channel because everything i've been doing i can't talk about and i thought i'm not <laughs> gonna get any video out, so i thought you know what i'll jump in and see how pixel rip runs on the quest like I said, it runs really well. It just feels as polished. You do get a bit of um, pixelation like around the very edges of the screen. Hmm. This, I mean, that's every single quest. So that's every quest yeah. game, yeah. The, yeah, it, it is. But it's, it's one of those things that when I'm looking for it, I see it. When I'm not looking for it, I'm completely oblivious. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably so, piping these noises as well. It's it's one of them one of them things and like I say it's I, I never really see it so I don't really really care so you users sort of play pixel ripped and then a bunch of games that will be named later on uh, unfortunately yeah. but that's good news there's, there's lots of <laughs> lots of things coming out in VR that you guys can sort of keep your eye on so you can sort of wait for them. Um, so, <laughs> Bol, then, you are, aside from playing Half-Life Alex for somebody else, who we shan't mention again, traitor, <laughs> um, how have you been? Well, let's go back to the list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, me and my, my dear friend, Mr. Cold, that you've been acquainted with, um, have been wanting to watch movies in virtual reality as a, a shared cinema, basically getting the cinema experience virtually. It has become okay. a much more, uh, what should I say, the topic has gotten more attention now when we're all in isolation. Because yep. going to normal cinema or theater isn't really a thing, uh, depending on where you live, obviously. But so one issue we've had with big screen when we try to do this just broadcasting the other person's screen is that we get desync between audio and the image. And when I've done this in big groups, I did that with the index uh, Discord. They said that, yeah, it's just how it works. It's just yeah, it happens. And <laughs> it wasn't really the best way to watch a movie. So we tried to figure out what to do instead. And first we were thinking about something called Netflix Party, which lets you sync Netflix playback between two computers. Mm-hmm. But not 
not everything is on Netflix, and we honestly never even installed that before we found something called SyncPlay. SyncPlay is an extension and a server for VLC, Video Long Client, which I don't know if it actually means that anymore, but <laughs> it's VLC <laughs> anyway. And what it basically does is I'm hosting a server instance on my PC, and everyone connects to a common room, and then it matches the file name of the video you play back. And if everyone has that file, it will put it into a VLC instance, and then it syncs um, playing, pausing, seeking. Um, so you can manage playback from anyone's computer, and it will be the same on the other people's system over the internet. Um, so we did this, and inside big, big screen, you have your your private screens, which are like, or your local ones. Other people can mm -hmm. see them if you allow them to, I think, uh, that you can place around you. But there's also usually a big screen up front, like yeah. a cinema screen or theater screen. And to so what what you do is either you set yourself to not stream your desktop, that will disable your screen for others on the big screen. Or if you don't want to change that setting, you go into the list of people in the room and you actually hide their streams. So you get your own stream. Everyone get their own stream in the, as the big one up front. That means everyone can have their own locally playing video that's synced with everyone else on the big screen. Right. And, uh, so you basically used big screen as a chat room. Yes. And the virtual cinema. Okay. Doesn't Altspace do something like that? I don't know. I I haven't been in Altspace since before they kind of went bankrupt. Uh, I I'm not sure I've been inside it since Microsoft bought it. Yeah, um, I've not I've not been in there in quite some time. But I'm pretty sure that there is an area where you can sort of basically use it as a chat room, and then you can just pin your own video to things i'm i don't know maybe in the times that we live we should probably look into that but um i don't have yeah, yeah. friends i've only ever Being... been in old space once to play a card against humanity with with a group and then that was it yeah I've been in there quite a few times one of the noteworthy times being a uh, volcanic exploration with an actual explorer like the, the actual scientist that did it was there to lead us down into a virtual vo volcano so that that's a memory that will stick with me forever probably because it, it was pretty pretty funky and uh, like a 3d scan volcano and having someone that had actually been there talk about it was pretty awesome that's the kind of events old space uh put together and i can see why that would cost a lot of money and stuff uh so <laughs> they also had like always online moderators and stuff. Uh, mm. It was a serious thing. It, it might still be a serious thing. I just haven't been in there since, since the, the event. Yeah. Well, look I, into I, that at some point. Um, hopefully. Yeah. At least. But anyway, yeah, we, we, find, we found our solution to get rid of audio desyncing between clients. Um, mm. So that's what that was all about. Sounds super <laughs> simple. That was very nice. 
Okay, so you've been watching movies with friends and playing Half-Life. Anything else at all you've been doing over the course uh, of the last fortnight? This is just a short mention, basically. Um, so on the list of games we could play on our game nights is Iron Wolf. And I've been playing that with a friend as well because we, we've kind of been going in and out of that game for a long time now because it's, it's still in early access, so they push updates uh, mm. fairly frequently. Um, they just put out, uh, or just, I don't know when it did, they did that, but uh, they put in a preview for driving a boat instead of just a submarine. So that made us go in and check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, that actual thing is just like, you can go back and forth and drive <laughs> or steer and that's it. But just to hype you up a bit on Iron Wolf, if you haven't played it, I don't think, has any of you played it? Not a clue no. what it is. So Iron Wolf is a submarine simulator, kind of mixed with arcade because it's it's complicated, but the actual instruments are fairly you know chunky and easy to to get around. Yeah. With. Uh, so you can, as a base, you can like as, as settings for the game, you can activate, you can let. There's a bunch of different jobs, basically. And you can turn on turn those to be automatic. So you can have automatic like pumps to empty the, the submarine of, of water if you have a leak. And you can have automatic torpedo loading, which otherwise you go down into the lower level of the submarine and you load those manually by pulling them into the, the torpedo tubes, closing them and flooding them. There's like a few... A few uh, things to do with every type of job and other than that the I, one of the main jobs i guess is actually steering the submarine where you're going how fast you're going diving sinking or whatever you call that <laughs> <laughs> and the angle of the submarine in 3d space and stuff um then you have the torpedo launcher person that will actually aim with the periscope and lock targets and fire missiles the torpedo loader can also fire missiles it depends on if you're actually splitting up that job or not the, okay. last, the last job yeah I, i'm just going to blast on here <laughs> crack on i'm learning it's i mean the so far all i'm hearing is bridge crew underwater but the, it I'm just going to mention the last jobs and then we'll talk about the actual structure of it. So one of the last jobs is the engine room where you can actually do power diversion. You decide what systems have power and how much power. You're controlling the generator to charge the batteries. And you're also, if you run on manual, you're getting commands from, from where you steer the, you, the submarine of how fast to go. And you actually have to adjust the throttle of or the... The power of the engine you have this an electric motor i don't know if you call it throttle with that but maybe uh <laughs> yeah it works for me and 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 you control the snorkel that takes in air and lets you run a diesel generator and stuff and change fuses if you blow the electrical system it's fairly complicated if you want it to be complicated and um, again you can turn there's just one checkbox in the beginnings so you can make the entire engine room automatic um and a few more things that exist is if you go topside. If you are surfaced with the submarine, 
you can go on top and shoot what is, I guess, I'm not sure, what it, it's just a cannon that you actually can destroy ships with, and uh, anti-air machine guns. There's two of those and one cannon. And you will get to use these as airplanes are attacking the submarine when it's, it's surfaced, if you're uh, countering air defense, basically. So, so is it... Get... Yeah. I mean, what kind of a game is it? Is it like a PvP, PvE? Is there a campaign involved? Um, there's two parts to it so far. One of it is separate missions. That is kind of a campaign, but it's not like it's a continuous story. It's just different scenarios, basically. So you start out shooting down like an oil platform, a static target, and the next one is an oil platform and a few trading ships. And then you get the dual uh, destroyer that will drop sink mines and shoot you with, with like turrets. Uh, so it, it, it keeps getting harder and harder for the further down the list you go. Now it's like, I don't know, 12, 14 missions. And then there's the open world mode, which lets you explore like the sea and visit ports to upgrade your submarine. I haven't played that much. Cold has played it, so he knows more about it, but I haven't really sunk into that one. Ah. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's something I'm going to explore next, but. The base game, how you control the submarine, is is very fleshed out. And it's the same as you would have in the open world mode. Um, so the way you get around in the submarine is one of the interesting parts. You can use teleport inside the separate rooms. But if you have the space for it, you can run the game in 100% room scale. So the way it works is that you walk up to a door, you grab the handle... And it fades to black and fades in again, and you're now holding the handle of the opposite side of the door, and you're in a different room if you turn around. It's kind of a right. flip, redirecting yeah. walking by room mechanic. It, yeah, uses this the same place, but it makes you move in different directions, so you're never yeah. looking into walls and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very uh, good. I mean, that's one thing a lot of people say, T for God, T for God's is good think, at yeah, doing. I think that's on a system I don't have. Is it just Quest? I believe the... so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I haven't played it. It's Otherwise, I wanted to play side quest in it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it makes it immersive because you don't do artificial locomotion if you have the space. Um, so <laughs> we've had fairly panicked situations in the submarine. Uh, because if it starts leaking, water will come in, it will actually flood, and you'll get to use a torch to stop leaks and stuff. So, I look forward to running a full team. I've never done that in that game. You can play four people at once in co-op. Uh, I can see where yeah. this is going. Let's do that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> the poll will be going up. See, what, what I liked about it was you said it can be difficult if you want to make it difficult. Playing those as a four, it'll be difficult even if we're not trying to make it difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it will. Well, you can still run automatic systems even with four players. So if you want to take it easy, the first can... few missions, it's possible. Can you automate the entire thing and just sit there? <laughs> um, you can't automate the actual steering or firing of torpedoes. So you would just be sitting 
static in the water, so that might That's not be fine. That fun. But, oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's a nice, it's a very nice view if you go topside and look at the ocean. Mm. I'm, I'm actually nice quite. View. I'm actually quite all right with just driving around and shooting things. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. So yeah, we can try and take Poland with a submarine. <laughs> Works better with tanks, I hear. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, go on. Paul. My, <laughs> yeah, let's let's put. It, sadly, the game hasn't won in any any of the polls. I think I've added it to the polls twice so far, but it hasn't it hasn't been a success. Well, if either. you're the man in control of the poll, you've had it four times. I had it. Just, four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a four to this problem, though. Um, number one, um, I don't own the game. Yeah, I figured we'll wait for a sale and we'll see what happens. But if it's on Vive Port. Then, actually, don't maybe. Know. Well, that's something that uh, we can look into uh, another time. Now, we mentioned the Oculus Quest uh, for Tea for Gods. Why don't you own a Quest? Like you, uh, you, when should, he's like not got a lighthouse behind him, there is like seven hundred headsets. The, <laughs> the, it's not at a price in Sweden, which makes me, you know, impulse buy it. It's basically 570 euros for the sheep model. 700 euros for the 128 gigabyte one. That's In a com- bit juicy. Comparison, how much was the index? Uh, 1100 euro. So it's, right. it's basically half, half an index, a bit more than half an index. Is that the full index or just the index alone? The full kit. Shh, the, that the is a lot. The 128 gigabyte Quest is more than the Index headset alone. See, the the 128 gig Quest in the UK is basically half the price. Well, a little more than half the price of an Index. Yeah. So well, over here anyway. I'm in Sweden. Yeah, that that's a bit of a difference for for you guys. So I can understand that 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 logic. I'm sure that you would absolutely love to play with one because you just love vr but yeah at that price i probably wouldn't have bought one either no yeah i i'd probably buy it for like 400 or whatever but i don't know uh, <laughs> we'll the see, question we'll see. i the the big question is what's the exchange rate could you buy uh, one in the uk the us probably the us realistically because it's going to be 400 dollars there 400 pounds and the dollar is lower so yeah that's another yes, that that's so, so the cheapest quest i can get is 570 euros and i pay 540 for an index without playstation so controllers yeah so, it, that's a no-brainer you know you've already got plenty of vr then why would you yeah. buy that one um but if it, it i'll get it in a sale sometime <laughs> I, I had a feeling you would probably pick one up eventually. Uh, but speaking of the Oculus Quest and sales, the Oculus Quest actually turns one in two days' time, on the 21st of May. Mm-hmm. It's been an entire year since the Quest was released. I honestly don't know where that year has gone. Um, mm-hmm. it's My Oculus Quest has seen a fair bit of abuse in that time. It's had the head strap 
removed and replaced about seven different occasions, and I'm going to be removing and, and putting another head strap on it in the very near future, by all accounts. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 going to go go well. But for for one year, I think the Quest has had a pretty darn good time. Unfortunately, the Rift S has been the punching bag of the Quest. Yeah. And that Oculus are just like, hey, you've got the Oculus Quest, and now you can use any USB cable, including the dog shit one we gave you in the case. Crack on, it's now a PC VR headset. So, yeah, people that bought the Rift S probably haven't seen the kind of updates that the Quest did. Like, you can't finger track and hand track on the Rift S. The Quest is obviously a big focus for Oculus. Um... But they are, yeah, they're, they're turning a year old uh, on the 21st, and they are going to celebrate that with a one-year anniversary sale for the Rift and the Quest. So if you've got your eye on a game on the Oculus Store, yeah. just hold on for a couple of days. It may actually become cheaper. The only thing I struggle with with the Oculus sales is it's like, bundles normally when i do a big sale it's like i'll buy this bundle it's now only 40 quid but you sat there and like well i've got that on steam i've got that on steam i don't want to play that one (laughs) and that one's usually free they don't yeah i've they don't often singly reduce games when they do big sales it's only like we released five bundles different tiers and then they're like i might as well just come buy the one game out of that tier i want at full price because it's mm-hmm. going to be cheaper than buying this big bundle to get it for cheaper. <laughs> I've or things you got... might not even want. Yeah. yeah. I d- they've not really done it a lot lately, but they used to do like week- free weekends for games. Yeah. And they would then do them on sale. I have bought quite a few reduced games on the Oculus Store. I bought from Mother Sons for a dramatically lower price than what they usually charge for it. And that that's a fantastic Oculus game. But there are a bunch of games that I'm sort of waiting to become cheaper, and hopefully they will come cheaper in the next couple of days. And then they've also... I got an email the other day saying that between now and the 25th of May, if you go onto the app on your phone and buy a Quest game and use the code MOBILE25, this is a public service announcement, MOBILE25, you get a reduction of 25% off of your next Quest game as well. So hopefully that's not just a code that is limited to me and uh, I've just given it away. But yeah, it's it's basically, you know, for the next six days at least, I can get a discounted game on the Quest. Um, with the big sale coming up as well, you might get yourself an absolute bargain. So keep an eye out for that I one. I think the last one I got on the Quest store that was on its own in a, in a sale, not in a bundle, was Cronus. And that was mm. reduced to like three pound forty nine or something, which is like a massive reduction from fifteen quid. So I bought that. Mm. I'm um, I need to remember to look out for the freaking Echo Lone Echo. Lone Echo. If anybody sees that going cheap, let me know because <laughs> I need to play that game. Certainly, it's um, everybody, even non Oculus owners, are telling me <laughs> I need to play that game, which is absolutely mental. Uh, what else have we got? On the line of the quest, which I think we've seen a few announced today, well, over the last few days, is the first official support for hand tracking. There's been curious yes. of the stolen pets have announced they're getting official hand tracking. 
they have there's a couple of I don't know if it was in this article or in another one I saw. There's like four uh, five isn't in another one. But yeah, there is. There's essentially I think Waltz of the Wizards one of them. Mm-hmm. Um uh, there's a new one coming out called I want to say it's the line. The line, I was gonna say that's the name I kept in my mind. Yeah, there's like a virtual uh, movie about uh, love and romance, which yeah. looks fantastic. Made by the developer, publisher of Pixel Rift, I want to say. Yeah, it's um, like, a, it's like also, an interactive story, isn't it, basically? Yes. You're going to have to like interact with the world with your hands. And the uh, fantastic-looking Gloomy Eyes is also getting hand-tracking as well. Mm. So that's certainly something that's. I mean, this is they—they're actually officially moving the hand tracking out of beta or early access or whatever they're calling it now, aren't they? So because there's been like a few side quests apps, haven't there, that have made. Oh, there's been no end. There's the the it's like the boneworks of hand tracking um, that's looks fantastic, and I've never ever got round to to actually doing anything with it. Uh, but they do fantastic things with that as well. So, yeah, hopefully, um, they're they're doing some big updates by all accounts. Just quickly flicking through this article I marked earlier, but uh, yeah, they're they're basically doing uh, a big sale. Super Hot has sold two million copies worldwide. Yeah. Holy crap on a cracker! Super Hot VR. This is a VR title, and it sold two million copies. That's outstanding. You, we need to, to take our hats off to them. Um, that is amazing. So, there yeah. Be one, there need to be one that brings hand tracking in. You I suppose definitely... Be able to shoot, shoot guns on it because the nose trigger and all. Yeah, but I mean, there's certainly potential there for a non-gun version of Super Hot. Maybe just all ninja stars and baseball bats. Nice. Although I don't know how it would do with this motion with the bat behind the head. Yeah. I don't know how it would um, fare well with that either. Because whilst hand tracking is good, I mean, like you even doing that with a controller in your hand, you would potentially yeah. lose tracking. So hand tracking, it probably wouldn't go too well at all. Have you had any sort of standouts on the quest over the last year that you can think of? Um, Racket and X. Any... Racket and X, yeah. I... That so my on the quest. My memory of Racket and X, I got the, um, the code from the devs and I was like, okay, I want to play this, but the last time I played a table tennis game, I smacked the edge of my desk. Now, admittedly, my play space was a postage stamp back in those days. Uh, but I was like, right, I need to do this somewhere where I've got space. So I waited until it was probably about the same time as what it is now. It's The sun has gone down, but it's still light enough that you can see. Slapped the camera on a tripod, took the quest into the back garden, and just, like, just played without a care. I was jumping around and all sorts of stuff, and it was so mm-hmm. fun to do. Like, it was mental. And then, you know, you get 700 comments of people saying, Never take your quest outside, it's going to explode and the world will die. <laughs> and you're just like, I, I know. Like, it wasn't, it looks light in the video, but it wasn't that light, I promise. But yeah, you, so you get that. But it's such a fantastic game to play cable free, which is why I imagine people are going yeah. crazy over Lone Echo. 
That's why I was like, I tried it on PC and I was like, getting wrapped up so much in the cables because just turn around so much. I was like, stepping out of the cable. I thought I'm just gonna have to try something else. And when they said it was from the quest, I was like, I need to play this on the quest. Yeah, it's gonna sell on that. It is fantastic. That is a great, great shout. And it's it's something that I do think if you are wanting to be mobile in the quest, but not play Beat Saber. Racket and X is the way forward, I promise you. And it's probably on a sale somewhere as well. And it's cross-buy, so you can play it on a PC if you want to just plug in your charging cable and, um, you know, play it on the, the, uh, a functional computer as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a no-brainer to me. Racket and X, totally. Fantastic game. Um, what else has happened over the last couple of weeks that is worth mentioning? There's one thing I just want to want to bring up while we're on the quest as well, is it came up on Buck's birthday night when we had uh, Salsa in playing Local Dojo, and I jumped into the beta build on the quest, like the beta developer build. And one thing Salsa had a problem with in the with the Oculus Link was the pig and the the carrot where you've got to hit the pig and get uh. through. And he was saying he had to put his hands like a funny way because obviously the quest didn't pick up the, the controller behind him. So he mm-hmm. had to like turn his hand in and do it weird. The quest build, it seems like they've moved the target further up the pig for the quest. So you don't mm. actually have your hand behind anymore, which I thought right. might be worth. Now I've tried it, it might be worth clearing that up because we mentioned it on like one on the podcast, like yeah. people having issues with it. Yeah, the, with the quest link, you're essentially playing the version that they have designed for Tracking, externally yeah. tracked uh, yeah. controllers of course so now they're designing it for the quest you have to make you know adjustments and allow for these kinds of things i maintain that beat saber nine times out of ten is not tracking me i swear it's just making it up as it goes along <laughs> because there is no way that it can track two controllers when you do that like, there's just no way it's tracking them at all. It is making mm. that shit up as it goes along through gyros and stuff like that, I, I swear. But it works. I mean, it does. Most of the time, it does work. Um, I If I was a competitive Beat Saber player, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Um, I wouldn't do it on a quest. No. Plain and simple. But it's it's a fantastic headset. And as I say, the, the Rift S, if my Rift died, I probably wouldn't buy a Rift S. But it's a fantastic option, and if you did buy one, I certainly don't blame you. It's it's a good good headset. I'd say other games so, worth, worth on the Quest are Fisherman's Tales really good on the Quest. I own it on Steam, and I've never touched it. And also, if you haven't got it already... Arizona Sunshine's worth paying the money for if you haven't got it already. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see them side by side. It's very downgraded, like, but it still looks nice. I imagine it's potatoed, but ultimately you're there to shoot zombies. Yeah. And that that's something that they do exceptionally well. I mean, so, some games, you'll get immersion regardless of how it looks as yeah. long as your brain is convinced. Which obviously is attached to how it looks, but in my experience, as long as the lighting is is believable, you know, for super hot, it's not. It doesn't even have realistic lighting. It's just 
It's just yeah. red yeah. people. It's just white and red. <laughs> white, yeah. white environments with red dudes in it. Um, but that's, and the thing is, unless you've got like photorealistic graphics, like the freaking Unreal Engine 5, you're not like looking at realistic stuff anyway. So everything requires a little bit of imagination. It's just the quest requires a little bit more imagination. <laughs> My uh, brother-in-law told me with Super like we're saying, it's like you don't have to be realistic to be immersed. You don't have to have the best, like we said, Superhot, red, white, and black. That's it. And <sighs> my, my, my brother-in-law put my sister in Superhot the first day he got his Vive, and then she like turned and tried to run away from someone. <laughs> went to punch her, like nearly pulled his PC because it was on his desk. That nearly came off the uh, desk at all sorts because she just turned and ran with the headset on. It Yeah, that comment just took me back to the video that's been circulating all over Twitter this week. Honestly, yeah. what did that guy even think he was going to do? Someone was playing Rich's Plank experience. And when walking out the very narrow plank, you can calibrate that game to your own plank. Um... Mm-hmm. So it matches, and he just did a swallow jump, whatever, arms out, and yeah, he, into a big screen TV. Yeah, he just fucking went for it. Like, even if, I mean, how immersed do you have to be to think that that would end well? <laughs> I I don't know. I've seen it before, but mostly with kids. Uh, yeah. Let's just say some people don't grow up, but I'm I'm not yeah. sure actually. Uh, I, if I can find what? this clip that went around to it as well before, I'll have to try and find it and I'll put it out on the VR Souls one. Some guy playing like a shooter on the quest. I think he's like playing side quest, like Pavlov. Oh, right. I think I know which one you mean. And like goes to jump over a barrier, but then like throws himself like he's jumping over it himself. Obviously, there's nothing there, so he yeah. jumps and tries to put his hand on something and just like falls. And not, like, <laughs> like, why? 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 You... <laughs> You can't be that immersed. <laughs> but I say, I I mean, say that when I first played Ready Seven, and I lost my balance a little bit when I was playing it standing, I like tried to put my hand on the wall that was in the game to like stop which, myself from like stumbling forward, which obviously wasn't there. I didn't fall mm-hmm. over, but I had to like get because my legs just went a bit, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like when when I <laughs> when I used the Vive, I dropped my Vive mode. Vibe controller on a virtual table more than once. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, crap. That's, yeah, I, I do occasionally get the urge to lean on objects that aren't there. Yeah. But I catch myself and I'm like, no, wait, that doesn't actually exist. Um, so I, I, I understand why, how you could do something like that, but how, like, it's like, is it in Left 4 Dead where there's those zombies that are crawling and just launch themselves at you? Yeah. Dude jumps off the plank like he's one of those zombies. <laughs> like his, <laughs> like like the cure for old age is on the end of that plank and dude just wants it. And I just don't, I, well, I mean, you know, the guy had one hell of an experience. So unfortunately, the ground came a little bit sooner than he was expecting. Um, but yeah, I, the point I was making is that you do not need photorealistic graphics to get immersed in VR. No. Richie's plank experience on a quest is not, you know, graphically, um, going to be amazing, but it, it's still 
pretty damn great enough to fool some dude into throwing himself into thousands of pounds worth of audiovisual equipment. So, yeah, it's it's certainly fantastic. Uh, what have we? Well, what else has been going on of note over the last couple of weeks? Bowl of you. Oh wait, there. Does Alex uh, VR modding is what we've got there? But big announcement for because since last two weeks, I finished Half Life Alex. <laughs> I <laughs> I dropped my microphone. I was that shocked. I was going to applaud and then yes! just. There you go. You're finally a man. <laughs> or or uh, I guess yeah. a free man. I can now have VR back in my name. I don't have to just be known as the realm. <laughs> um, yeah, it hasn't. Good job. Modding been on Half Life for a while. I now, feel like previously we've had uh, not unofficial modding. They basically, I think, they took the tools for uh, Steam VR Home. Home. Okay. And and basically they modded the modding tools to work with Half Life Alex. Which I mean. Uh, if they can do it. <laughs> they didn't get access to just about everything. So, like, uh, I know they had to fight a bit to get lighting working. Um, mm -hmm. I heard people I had have... problems accessing assets as well. I don't know. But, like, just the other day, uh, was it last week? I can't remember now. They, add, they released the official tools, which you get. By go to the Half-Life Alex store page, check the DLC section, manage your DLC, and check the workshop tools uh, option. Um, that's the way you get them. And then to launch them, you launch the game, and then you get a prompt if you want to launch the game or the workshop tools, and you can pick the workshop tools. I feel like um, you've done that. I only ever did. I did it today because. I wanted to know how to do it because I had no idea. Um, so that will launch the asset manager, which has a tools menu in which you can launch the other tools like hammer for map editing and the sprite editor and everything else. Um, yeah, uh, I used hammer in the past, like the distant past to make levels for the first uh, of a Sven Cope, uh, Sven Cope and Counter-Strike. The early Counter-Strike. <laughs> um, then it was called Worldcraft, and then Valve Hammer, Hammer Editor. Um, so, I the new Hammer is a bit different. It's a bit more complicated, but at some point when I finished my other projects, <laughs> I want to dive into it. But that might be a while. We'll see. Well, I look forward to whatever you churn out because I'm pretty confident it's going to be interesting if nothing else hopefully I can break your PC somehow <laughs> oh I guarantee that yeah if, if I went to your github I will I would <laughs> probably figure out some way between us I'm confident we could do it um, I mean you could have had a chance to break my PC if you had remembered that the VR Jam 2020 actually <laughs> happened oh, yeah. <laughs> so recently halfway through the jam yeah halfway through the jam i noticed that it was 
ongoing. I'm like, oh, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I think it was even later. I think it was Thursday and it started Monday or whatever. So that, that, was, that wasn't very good. Um, but it finished and now they're in the voting part of the process. So everyone that participated can vote on other people's projects and that will decide a winner. Um, the voting ends in uh, three days. And I, in total, there's 91 submissions. And I was thinking to do a stream playing all of them. But then I do started to... Do you have to... a spare month? What? Do you have a spare month? No. 91 no, VR games? I, I spent a few hours just reading instructions and downloading entries. And like, oh, I'm, I've, I've got 10 now in like an hour or whatever. That's just six minutes per. It was probably more than an hour, but there's web VR stuff, Rift stuff, Quest stuff, uh, Steam VR stuff. So probably half of them I couldn't even play because I don't have a Quest. So I'll. My plan is to wait for the voting to finish, play the top. I don't know, top five, top ten, whatever. And that'll have to be it because it's too much work, to be honest, to go through everything. Uh, well, I'll play the quest ones if you want to play the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You let me know, and I'll I'll play them, and together we'll we'll knock something out. Maybe you could yeah. co-stream with with one of the the souls for a change, rather than cheating on us. <laughs> um, yeah. Regarding that, the plan is to set up my own SRT server. And imagine if we could stream Iron Wolf, for example, with four quadrants showing everyone at the same time. It would be <laughs> stupid, but also interesting. <laughs> if I tell you what, if you can get that up and running, if you can put the time and the effort in and you get that up and running, I will get freaking Iron Wolf and I will play it on a, <laughs> on a VR Souls game night. I will do it. I have a mission. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the VR Jam, you can download any entry and run it if you have the hardware for it. Um, it's uh, on just, itch.io. Uh, they had no not safe for work content. Yeah, that was one of the rules. Oh yeah, the, the theme that was announced well, I'm not at the start of the Jam was one tool, <laughs> many users. So one tool, many users. That was the theme. It ran for seven days. And you could use anything, blah, blah, blah. They're voting. Yeah. So uh, that's it. This, Google VR this Jam 2020 and you'll end up in the right place. There's a freaking treasure hunter. I want to play that. Go around with a metal detector. And then you can go and buy one in real life and go treasure hunting. Oh, I'm not leaving the house. Are you mental? <laughs> it's like the best time to do it. There's no weirdos about, apart from you, if you go out. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to leave the house, like, period. Just put a Doom... I'll send my Doom guy head to you, you can wear that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, but I, I, that actually means leaving the house. I barely leave the house in VR. <laughs> yes. There's some, some very interesting stuff there, including some escape rooms. Um, I, I'm going to have to check out those jams, and... Um, I say, see what the 
results are and if there is anything worth actually looking into. But yeah, I'll certainly have a look at the quest builds if you want me to yep, yep. have most, a mooch. Most old jams. Well, I mean, most jam titles are obviously very low scale, small scale because it's in yeah. the one week job. Or even I've been in a jam before that was just a weekend. So mm -hmm. you don't get super advanced stuff depending on the team size, but still some pretty neat stuff can pop up. I feel like it drives a lot of things, though. Because, I mean, like you say, you go to the jam, you create something, and then you have to play other people's stuff. And then all of a sudden you're just like, God damn, I love what they did there. Let's implement that into our jam that we then go on. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that 90% of DK2 content was the kind of stuff that was built in these kinds of situations where people just yep. put together a small demo and then they just develop it and then you get pixel ripped. So <laughs> I, I feel like these are good for that kind of thing where they can start to work on things. So this could be the start of your new favorite game. The Lend Me a Hand um, thing for the Oculus Quest, I'm assuming. Looks, looks actually pretty decent, to be fair. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the um, the future of gaming right there. The next big thing. Uh, I mean, you guys on were on about playing uh, or watching virtual content earlier, um, and I noticed when I had a quick look at the news today that Apple have bought Next VR, which from my experience showed. Basketball games? I've, I've, admittedly, it's one of those things that I've installed and said, I'll look at that one time, and then never never actually launched it. I'm not sure if it's even been available here where I am. Like, they, if they license... I've used it on... Here. I've used NextVR on PSVR. I've only ever seen it on the Oculus Store. I've never really looked for it anywhere else. It's on PlayStation but, VR as well, but... Apple buying Next VR. Does that mean that they want a platform to start? Like, do they do want to do an Apple keynote this year? But they know nobody's coming because of Corona, so they thought, right, next best thing, let's buy a streaming platform and get it out into virtual reality. Or does that show signs that Apple are really buying into VR now? Do you think? I think what could this... be interesting for them is, like, if you look at the likes of. You put on your Oculus Quest, the big advert on there at the moment, well, it was the other day when I was trying stuff out, was when I was playing Pixel Rip. They're going to put Lewis Capaldi live show on using Oculus venues. Is Apple interested in that mm. sort of thing? They can start to bring live music I mean, venues out through NextVR, which is already a developed and known 360 video platform anyway. It makes sense. I mean, let's face it, if you think of Apple, you think... I'm getting robbed for a computer and music. That that that's basically where your head goes. You think of the iPod. You think, um, you know, it's it's something that Apple are, are known for for their music. So it's probably probably a good shout. They might be looking at going down that, or maybe they are going to be doing their own music VR headset and. Maybe this is 
it's a bit weird because at the same time there's like leaks about uh, like Apple glasses that yeah. will not have, you know, they will, they will just display things on like a heads up display. It'll be AR rather than and VR. Like, yeah, and, and maybe not even, you know, dense v- AR with like objects on top of reality, but more like, well, heads up display stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Rumors, obviously, but it it seems a bit disconnected to this acquisition. Yeah. So I I, I honestly don't know what's what's going to happen. Do, do Apple know what's going to happen? To be fair, on a lot of times you see Apple buy stuff and then it just kind of fizzles out. I suppose it happens yeah, all the time. You just yeah. because it's not Apple, you don't really hear about it. But I'm sure like Microsoft are buying up people left and right, and you don't hear anything about it. But they they really wanted a Bluetooth chip in their Xbox, so they just bought the company. So maybe it's what <laughs> Apple are doing as well. Yeah, but then also what I find with Xbox is they're buying all these like. The end of this generation, last two E3s, they announced that we brought all these big indie developers out, like blah blah. And then, it's, so they've had like, I mean, they've owned Ninja Theory for nearly two years now, but yet they're not going to have an exclusive, any exclusive games on the new console until two years into its development, apparently. So, what have you, what have these done for the last, what have all these companies you're buying doing? But- there, they are working on a new game, right? Ninja Theory. Yeah, they are, yeah. I've seen a trailer, yeah. so it takes time. Timing is not good, apparently. <laughs> Plus, no. I, Ninja Theory don't strike me as a massive studio. They're, the they're big not indie studio. They're a big indie studio, so it's likely that they've been working on that IP for quite some time, and they want to make that available for every possible format. I think so, it's also, yeah, maybe it's also the fact that the new Xboxes will uh, PlayStation Four and Xbox One were both x86, basically PC systems. Uh, x86 is the instruction set the CPU uses. So basically, you compile something for that instruction set, and then it's compatible with a CPU that has oh. that instruction set. Yep. Um, and the new systems, the, so <laughs> both PS4 and Xbox One runs AMD chips, and I think the new PS5 and the Xbox Series X will also do that. So no exclusives for the new Xbox basically just means that every game will also be backwards compatible. So it will release, basically consoles have turned into PCs. So you can have the old model and the new model, and you can play the game wherever. So mm. I can see why nothing gets ex- becomes exclusive because they want to keep the like the whole series alive. I yeah. don't know, but that's that's how it feels anyway. Plus, I mean, if Microsoft want to make money, they have to sell their games on PlayStation because nobody wants to buy an Xbox these days. It's that's probably your bubble. I've heard the exa- exact opposite from other bubbles. It depends on who you know, basically. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm my my bubble is actually like you say the opposite. I've got a day one PS4, and I've bought three different Xbox Ones because I'm just that invested. You know, I bought the OG. <laughs> I bought the day one freaking Xbox. 
and I bought the Project Scorpio. Yeah. And you know, it's I I I'm in the ecosystem of the Xbox in a big bad way. I've got the Project Scorpio in the bedroom and the my uh, the Xbox One S, the white version, downstairs mm-hmm. in the living room. Mm. But I also bought the Xbox One the day it came out, like the OG big bad boy. <laughs> so it's I'm I'm certainly part of the Xbox ecosystem in in a big way, but I from what I from what I think I can see here is that Xbox are reeling for the gamers to come back to the platform because the original fudging of the announcements and all the things they did. Um, TV, 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 sports, sports, TV, 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 sports, TV, sports, sports, TV, TV. Mm-hmm. That's that was the, the one Xbox you heard one it to. Announcement. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was not great. Um, so yeah, it's. I I'm annoyed. Said, I always said the time there's those consoles will be coming out. I always said that Sony planted Don Matrick into Xbox because. <laughs> Everything he said, you just like, you can't like when it's, when they said, "Oh, it's always got to be online." When they first come out with that, he got a question put towards him, forward to him, saying, "What about people who don't have a connection? Like, the troops out in Afghanistan will play video games in their downtime, but but obviously if you're online, they can't play games." And he just turned around and said, "Oh, we've got something for them. It's called an Xbox 360." And I was just like, you, "Like that's like, <laughs> are you planted just to ruin their marketing?" <laughs> I mean, he yeah, he, he certainly <laughs> dropped the ball with that. I think. But then he went off to the people who made Farmville and they disappeared after he went. So he was just he's probably just a really bad person. So the guy is just leprosy for yeah. for gaming then. <laughs> well, fair enough. He's <laughs> yeah. It, it 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 had a it had a rocky start which they've never really truly caught up with. Um but I I'm gonna buy the next one. I am. It's going to happen. So, I, I just let it happen. I've completely forgotten where I was going with that. Microsoft are, are fine, but they need to figure out a VR headset because apparently even Apple are doing it as well. <laughs> uh, that's the big question. None of their franchises have been pushed to VR and they have WMR, Windows Mixed Reality. It's like... We have a tiny Halo recruit garbage thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I paid one hundred and sixty pound to play that. I've got a Windows <laughs> Mixed headset, thinking Halo in VR, and then played what? it, and I was like, "Oh, sh- this isn't Halo in VR." It's like shooters, <laughs> shooters are the low hanging, f- yeah, the low hanging fruit of of VR. So, please. <laughs> so then I basically played it and then sold the headset. <laughs> 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 it sort of came I, like the nin- it was sort of like the Nintendo uh, Wii of a of a VR headset. Like Nintendo, could, right, yeah. the whole Nintendo Wii is the most expensive game of bowling I've ever played. <laughs> I played a lot of Wii games. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that console. My family played a lot of Wii games. I I barely touched it. They had all kicked my ass at golf because I they would stay downstairs and play on the Wii, and I'd be like, "I'm I'm gonna play GTA Five now, so have fun, bye now." And then that's it. We the two occasions I did sit downstairs and play Wii with everybody, um, I just got my ass handed to me. <laughs> it was it was it was a thing. Sounds then natural. I got a connect. I got a connect, and I was I like, got "Yeah, a I can on ball one. on this." 
and I absolutely loved it. Did you get the Star Wars one? No. Oh, so you could buy a limited edition Star Wars Xbox that came with the Kinect and the, the yeah, Lego, it was like R2D2, the, the Star Wars. Um, I really wanted it. I was tempted, but never actually pulled the trigger. Uh, but I did get the Star Wars game, and that was that was a thing. That, I bought that the is Kinect. What Vader Immortal should have. Well, I bought what? the Kinect, but my apartment was too small to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think when just... I think when I went to play a Connect Sport, I had to like move the so I had to put it downstairs and move the sofa to the other end of, end of the room from where it normally is to in order to play a Connect Sport. So I was like, this just isn't. Uh, I'll just I stick bought to Connectimals. A, I bought a lens that you basically put over the thing that like massively shortened the distance, which really really helped. But we used to have to sort of like part the sofa and play in between the two chairs. So, yeah, not everybody has a studio apartment, Microsoft. Just saying. It's it's one of those things. I was really annoyed with the One X, because I bought the Xbox One on release and got the Kinect with it. The One X doesn't yeah. have the port for the Kinect, which is, <laughs> which is fine. It's got USB ports, but give me the cable to be able to plug the Kinect in. Wow. To, yeah, they sold yeah, they dropped that ball. The only reason I'm annoyed at that is because I don't actually want to connect the connect to the Xbox. I want the cable to connect it to my PC so then I can use it for, for VR. But yeah. still, I'm annoyed that I didn't get the cable with it. Uh, apparently, I could have claimed one for free, but when every time I went to the website, even like on launch, every time I went to the website, they were like, it's not available. And mm-hmm. it's never been there since. You can yeah. buy knockoffs on like Amazon and stuff for 20 or 30 quid or whatever. I don't know how well I would trust those, though. So, hmm. I'll just stick to green screen and doing Beat Saber videos that way, I suppose. Uh, but that's all the news I've got for this week. Cool. Anybody else? Anything else they want to mention? Any? I mean, th- you could give an honourable mention to the Unreal 5 uh, demo that came out, but I don't know if yeah. we have time for that, because I imagine Bull could speak at length. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I, I don't remember the names of things, but it has micro polygon rendering, which uh, is automatically optimized for your system, basically. So it reduces the poly count, which means you can bring in higher resolution assets and render them or have them in, in the scene without optimization. And uh, they also have real time global illumination, uh, which basically means they bounce right al- light around. It looks it looks like the Minecraft RTX lighting mm. but it's uh, it's general and in unreal engine um they've said that this is all vr compatible so i guess we're looking forward to that i think pre-release of that engine is early 2021 and mm-hmm. full release late 2021 it's because i mean that footage that you showed us it was playstation 5 right yeah so, I mean, that's impressive that the PlayStation 5 could put that out, even if it wasn't 4K at 700 frames a second where everybody's winching The thing about. I was I was actually reading, like, a, a thing with Epic, and they were saying that this is capable of doing stuff that a high-end PC would be able to do on the PlayStation 5. And I was like, mm. interesting. And they said it's also going to make it really hard to develop for. And I thought, I'm... this is a problem you had with PlayStation 3. You made the PlayStation 3 so hard to develop for. People just didn't do it. 
Yeah. PlayStation 3 was... got part of the Xbox games because they didn't like developing on their ar- architecture. It was a big thing. Um, I, I remember seeing it. That basically, I think Sony went a different way with their internals, which made it a nightmare to develop for. So everybody loved the 360 and then roles reversed in this generation in that yeah. uh, Microsoft did a weird thing with the RAM on the Xbox and that then made the Xbox harder to develop for which is why everybody seemed to like the PlayStation and everybody was like I get 49 frames per second to your 45 on Assassin's Creed haha <laughs> so it was yeah it was one of those things I've always said if you want to buy a console buy one that your friends have got that was yeah. it I don't really care about console wars but yeah, yeah. So yeah, UE5 is coming. Um, I honestly don't know. Because I mean, that's on a PlayStation 5. But at this point in time, my... I want to say four-year-old desktop is probably not as um, advanced as what a PlayStation 5 is going to be. So yeah, they're probably I mean, doing better things. Who knows what that represents in PC form. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see anyway. So it's, like you say, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. As we're out of news, then we'll start to sort of wind things down. I did have a quick flick over Kickstarter. Um, right after the podcast two weeks ago, I actually saw a company that had started a Kickstarter two weeks ago um, called the Agile VR Virtual Reality Exoskeleton, which basically looks like a knee brace that is tracked in VR. Um, so for that, they're using that as a method of locomotion and also for things like leaning and things like that. They're doing quite a lot with it. The uh, price is nice too. When you took this up, it made me think of, there's already one out called Walk Over, Walk OVR, which is exactly the same thing. It's a brace you put around your knee. Yeah. Wasn't, didn't that one have a belt though that used to track... Yeah, yeah, you said um, the 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 trackers that you're essentially strapping to your legs, and then that sent the information back. Yeah, this is listed as Oculus compatible. However, I don't know if that is Oculus SDK compatible, or if it's just that it'll work with an Oculus Rift running through Steam. Hmm. I think because I, I don't even see. I don't think there's lighthouse tracking in these. I think it's just an angular, like sensor for the it's actual. It's just bending. gyros. Yeah, so it's likely a Bluetooth connection. I haven't even had time to read the page, but uh, <laughs> sorry for guessing. But I assume you can just use it with any VR because it doesn't rely on on the other tracking system. Yeah. The thing is, the cyber shoes don't rely on other tracking systems either. It is just a Bluetooth interface, but. Because of the Oculus software, they can't right. get it to run in the Oculus world. So well, it has to run in Steam. Steam supports custom device drivers. Like Exactly. You can, you can make your own track devices. That's true. Oculus hasn't opened their system up, so you would basically need an SDK to be implemented into the actual game. So, uh, not as easy, but as with other locomotion methods, they could emulate a joystick or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. Um, 
you you could realistically, um, but it's uh, yeah. So it's Bluetooth five point dongle and uh, USB two mm. micro USB to charge them. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is, it is essentially that. So I don't know if they if if they can work that into the Oculus world, that is something that is going to set them apart for me from Cyber Shoes. But I honestly a don't see that happening, or b being any better or more comfortable than what I get with the Cyber Shoes. I mean, all by looking at them, it's not like a walking thing either. It just so apparently the bending of your leg will simulate the walking movement. Now I don't know if you're gonna to have to sit there and bring your knees to your chin to take one step. That's the only um, way you would normally bend your leg walking it should Yeah. That so it re- depends how responsive it is really. So it could be good, and as I say, the early bird option is a hundred and seventy nine pound. Which for a VR controller is actually pretty damn impressive. If they can deliver that for £179, um, that's the ultra early bird version. And there is still 75 of 150 of those left. The early bird is 200 and the Kickstarter price is 220 So it's still fairly reasonable for what you're getting. Um, but mm. I don't know if it's something... like As we've mentioned before, caveat... You are making a donation with the promise of potentially one day getting a thing from it. Um, maybe that's something you want to throw your money at, but I, I, I don't entirely know. It, um, it feels like a very simple product. So I'm not actually sure if that is a good price. It's basically a battery, a Bluetooth board, a sensor for angular momentum. I know, a potentiometer or whatever, and a vibrator. A motor with a, and that's it. It's like, then there's just a physical construction. So, I don't know. Well, if they get 175 thousand pounds, they are going to release it with premium packaging. Oh. So get get backing now. I mean, they are currently at a total of 15 thousand pounds. So, yeah, they've got a goal of 125 grand. The, this point in time, they are nowhere near making that. But, you know, 15 days, things could change. Uh, meanwhile, on old Kickstarters, when I checked uh, yesterday, you know, that, that Russian haptic suit thing that we were looking at, which I actually <laughs> don't even think the Russian, I think the Romanian or something daft. Um, the last time I checked, they had got the massive funding of seven entire euros. Not a pound, seven euros. So, you know, keep an eye on that one hitting stores in the very, very near future. <laughs> and out of nowhere, I got a link to a Kickstarter that didn't really appear when I typed in VR, but is listed as a VR f- feedback for gaming and music, haptic feedback, which looks like a belt. Um, it's called the Feel Belt, and it's to take your gaming and music experience to the next level by adding a new dimension. Strap it, feel it, love it. That sounds a lot like a sexual toy. It sounds like something up. <laughs> um, yeah, so didn't didn't think about that before I read it out loud. Uh, but that's fully funded at this point in time already, and I I it could be interesting. I wouldn't say no if somebody asked me if I wanted to try it, 
But for 219 euros, or around 200 pounds, I'm definitely not going to back it, especially in a world where I backed the Wuja vest. <laughs> um, so, because that looks like it's got like motors that are going to be all around the midsection, which mm-hmm. I don't know if they would do an extra large one for somebody such as myself, but that's basically going to give me a feeling around a quarter of my body and the rest of the body is going to go without. I mean, they've got, so, a, they've, they've got a pretty big guy in the advert. Yeah, but I mean, how how big is pretty big, really? I mean, that That is a fit and toned stomach. That's somebody you expect to see advertising box VR. That well, guy looks... I mean, well, you I don't get want to see what that guy looks like. Problem solved. Get to, yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. All right, so yeah, there's a dude on the sofa looking at a woman as if he's like, oh, can we have sex now? Um, he's, he looks quite sizable. He's not wearing the product, though, the skinny he is woman for, is. He is further so, down. Is he? Oh, what? oh, yeah, I can see him in an Oculus Rift with, with the, the belt on. Okay. He seems he's like he's getting a lot of sexual pleasure from the computer game he's playing. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's living his best life. There's a glowing review of this Kickstarter campaign, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, as we've they, learned, they... I, I glance at these things for the podcast, and then when I actually do a deep dive, they are actually dramatically more interesting than I make out on the podcast. But They have I... more than doubled their goals. I mean, we need, we need to jump on this. I mean, you you can jump on that all you like. I'm, <laughs> I mean, which, by the way, we haven't done it in quite a while, but would you watch... The vest that was going to be delivered in December might be here by mid to late June. Oh, there we so, go. He's now, he's, this guy who's enjoying this belt is now in Buck's place. <laughs> oh, I need to see this. Let's 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 get onto the. Oh yeah, there he is. Oh, look at him go. <laughs> that that little jaw movement as well. Just, I mean, the guy is. Yeah, he's he is getting some pleasure from that, isn't he? If he's like me, he does wear his jeans quite low down. There's a good chance that that's not actually around his waist. Hmm. Maybe maybe he's he's tucked it like up and underneath, and then put the belt over the top. Maybe that's what he's done. Yeah, or maybe like both sides put it together. He's got one on the back of him as well. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do that though, why not get three? Turn it into a vibrating thong. Uh, one at the front, one at the back, and one joining the two <laughs> together in the middle. You, you could get vibrations I, all over the key areas I didn't, there. I didn't need that in my head. Uh, yeah, but now you can't... I mean, realistically, actually, sod wearing it as a belt. Just just wear it as... Just, just straight down the front and then up the back. You get it from both angles. Actually, I want one now. Sod it. How much is it to buy? I want four. <laughs> One for I every day. I know. Week. Are they vibrating en- engines or actual transducers? Uh, yeah, what he like said. Like linear actuators or whatever. Um, you can read that in your your um, very minimal spare time. What I will do is dump a link in the YouTube chat for anybody else who wants to see that guy enjoying himself whilst playing God knows uh. what game. Um, yeah. (laughs) 
So that's that's Kickstarter Corner for, for this week as well. So just one thing before Kickstarter Corner ends. I'll chuck a link in the chat as well. If you're still interested in those VR ears, there's still 44 hours to go. Yes, yeah, they are. They're, they're going to end very, very soon. I got an email about that yeah, saying... Yeah, 44 hours. I think we all backed it just as we start the podcast, so we can't join in that, but... <laughs> Uh, if you and they've also got to the stretch goal now, where you can actually buy the head straps, so you can use them on anything, haven't they? So, if well, you're looking a for a new set of headphones, it? but they can work on anything anyway, just with clips. But they've now got mm. like a, they've unlocked thirty percent off a universal head strap, so you can just wear it properly. You have a clipping it on stuff. Yeah, like you can basically wear it as a set of headphones now, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, could be good. We'll find out. One of yep, us, yep. if not all of us, hopefully. Um, but that is everything it uh, for the, the podcast this week. Unless anybody else has anything else they would like to add, then I will thank everybody for coming by this evening. We do very much appreciate it. And if you do want to see more of us, you can watch us at our respective channels. So... Can I just Ball, break the can... Why why did my chat just like moderate Dirt Rally 2? <laughs> it had to be a comment. Yeah. It had to be approved. It, it had to be approved. Why did it do that? <laughs> I mean, it could be a euphemism. Hmm. It could very easily be a euphemism. Oh, I took her down the old dirt rally the other night. Maybe. I honestly don't know. I, I when Buck is here and leading the way, I keep an eye on the chat, and I do every now and again have to just allow certain things to go through that I just think, eh, yeah, probably shouldn't have caught that one. That said, other times it is like fuck or bugger or something, mm. so. But yes, uh, but... thank you everyone for coming and <laughs> suffering through this technical nightmare with us. It's been an absolute <laughs> um, interesting. You see, this is what happens when Buck doesn't freaking turn up the podcast falls <laughs> apart we love you buddy we're glad that you're hopefully doing a little bit better and um, as i say if you have missed book this week you can check him out at uh, the link in the description below which is book 3131 youtube uh, twitch twitter anywhere that you know you can get yeah. decent content uh, there is a link in the, the description below so please by all means check him out and then ball you are available whereabouts in the world Ball seven seven oh eight on Twitch, uh, GitHub, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, that's enough. You you properly hate promoting yourself, don't you? I, you can I mean, see I need to you think. can see the loathing. I... <laughs> <laughs> if people care, they can stalk all they want. It's not hard. I'm honestly not I. A... It, it's a great deep dive. If you want to go and look for <laughs> Ball seven seven oh eight. He pops up on all kinds of forums. Uh, it's awesome. Um, you can get there is some downside, downside to use the same name everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, digital photography and everything. You'll find ball seriously. I mean, he didn't pop up on uh, Pornhub, unfortunately. But you know, there's always well, that's, a future. Yes. No, uh, I won't start a Pornhub channel. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, of course, you know where you can find Paul because you are right here, right now. If you're on yep. YouTube, uh, so you've got the VR Realm. There is also Paul's website, the yeah, VR realm. Realm. Com. Com. 
And any other um, areas you want to pimp out there, Paul? Not really. I'm here, Twitter, and on the website. And then, of course, there is myself, which is at Dr. Underscore Oculus on Twitter. And on the YouTubes, you can find me, Dr. Oculus VR. Just have a look for the game that you want to see and Dr. Oculus and see if I've played it. But that is going to do it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Managed. You can um, listen to us again on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are available. And uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm trying to stay out of my own You're trying to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. It's always Bye. that temptation. This is my outro. Bye.